Previously on the Lupe and Roy Show. What's the one that if I could only remember one about you, what would it be? Mine is from a song called Dedicate that I did. And it was, when, when am I she semi I be to fur? Uh, it's so, it's, wow, ooh, that shit is fire. But anyway. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that means. You gotta, you gotta break it down for me. So it's, it's I mean, when, W-H-E-N, winter, my she, so simmer, I be to fur. Right? And so it's, when my, when my girl is cold, I'ma be warm for her. Quadruple entendre. So when, when am I she, semi I be to fur. So fur, F-U-R, fur. Oh, that shit is fire! The Lupa and Roy Show is a Say What Media production. This is Lupe Fiasco, and I am into anime. And this is Royster59, and when I ask my friends questions, they answer me in strange ways. And this is Tom Frank. I have a very slow internet connection today, but I'm going to battle through it. And you're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show. What's up, fellas? Yeah, welcome back. Man, you got you to gotta give me the anime crash course at some point, man. Welcome back to the uh, Lupe and Royce Show. I mean, you you have you ever watched uh, Voltron? Yep. Transformers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all anime. It's all Japanese. So anime. what? So so it just what makes it anime? The fact that it's Japanese. Yeah, and uh, you know, anime is an animation, animation, um, specific styles of Japanese animation. Normally, it's it's uh, overdubbed in English. Um, sometimes they have subtitles, but a few of our, our, the cartoons that we rock with as kids. So like Transformers, Voltron, uh, it was actually called Go Lion in Japan, I think. And I actually think Transformers was called something else too in Japan. But anyway, they bring these shows over to the States and elsewhere, they, Europe, South America. Um, I don't know if you remember, uh, Robotech. Robotech was a, a I don't remember Robotech. Kind of like a space space based almost like a animation of like Star Trek and Star Wars or something like that. Oh yeah, 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 I do remember that. Yeah. So Robotech was uh, the same way. It was a Japanese produced uh set of animations that they brought over, exported from Japan all over the world. And so there's like Spanish versions. Um there's a couple shows that are like really big in Mexico. Um but anyway, uh Transformers um, and Voltron are probably the one that people recognize the most that are will be considered anime. We just think of them as Saturday morning cartoons, but they're actually they actually fit in Japanese anime. They're just overdubbed into English, and so a majority of the anime that you see, like Dragon Ball Z, um, which is probably like the, probably the, the most famous here, is the same way. It's something that started in Japan. Um, they brought it over to the states, overdubbed it um, into English. Maybe change some things to make it maybe maybe not, but definitely change some things so it fits to the American audience. Um, and then you get Dragon Ball Z. It's actually a company called Funimation down in Texas that actually is responsible for bringing um, Dragon Ball Z into the states and a bunch of other kind of titles too. So it's a big thing. Where are you trying to start? I mean, you're already in it. If you saw Voltron and you saw uh, Transformers, you're already well, an anime mean, head. I mean, just stepping into it up. I, I think I I should make. A confession, you know, because I always like to lead with respect. I never want to come in and just be disrespectful to, you know, people who are 
you know, avid followers or, or of something. I was a a GoBot Transor Z kid. Mm, mm, mm. I remember GoBots. You don't remember Transor Z? I don't remember Transor Z. Transor Z. I could like, tell you um, off top shit. if it was an anime. I don't remember any of this. Trans- you don't remember Transor Z, Tom? Transor no. Z? Hold on, it just came up. Let me see. The only thing I can even remotely think that is in the same category, it would, with Pokemon, the original, would, is that considered that? Yeah, it's considered anime. Yeah, tra- so Transor Z. Wow, right? So you really, mm-hmm. you actually deeper into the anime space. Then you think you not. Yeah, GoBots and Transor Z was my shit. So Transor Z was a, a anime called Mazinger Z. Um, and Mazinger Z was huge in Japan. Like, huge. It's still huge to this mm. day. Um, it's actually one of my favorites, Mazinger Z. Um, and there's different versions of it. But yeah, Transor Z is Mazinger Z. It's just, mm. I guess, Transor would be what it was localized in the States. But it's called Mazinger yeah, man. So you already there? You already anime head? Transorz. I mean, you know, I haven't. It's been a long time. I'm rusty. You know, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. So I'll see where I'm at one of these days. What made you? you what made you bring this up? Of course, Royce. we still got GI Joe and He Man, huh? What made you bring this up? I don't know, man. An- anime just been crossing. It's been crossing my desk a lot lately, and um, like a lot of people that I know that I'm that I'm friends with, like different kinds of people all share the, share the same um, enjoyment for it and it's, it's I'm wondering what's, what, what is it what is it about it that makes it like the you know the equalizer like the the, the fucking you know what I mean like it's like the median point between all of these different kinds of people yeah man you know I, I really love anime because I thought it was like some nerdy shit but then it's like some straight up street dudes. Yeah, I like I like following along with the, with the storyline. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, all right, well maybe it's not what I thought it was. And then now Lupe is telling me it's the shit that I used to watch when I was a kid. <laughs> so I'm wondering what did it what what is it that my man Shiloh was watches now as an adult that he follows along with the storyline? Because I can't sit through a cartoon. I don't think I can. I don't know. But then he don't write raps. Or obsess over things, probably. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if he had an. I don't know if he had everything bagel. I don't know. Tommy, did you watch cartoons? I couldn't tell you as a kid. I did. I watched the. Uh, what did I watch? I watched like the superhero stuff. Well, you know which one I liked. What was it called? The one that had all the superheroes in in one place. Superman, Wonder Woman. What, Justice League? Batman, the Justice League. That's what mm. I liked. Uh, you know what? I'm trying to figure out. When, when would you have been watching cartoons? What year? Probably the uh, late 70s. All right. Do you, do you remember Speed Racer? Oh, I do remember Speed Racer. So Speed Racer is anime. That would, that would, be, that would, yeah, that would be. Speed Racer is fire. Speed Racer is anime. Yeah. That's, that's Japanese imported into... Uh, into America. Oh, I totally remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another one I used to watch. That's another one I used to watch. Tom, I bet you the type of kid that when you play the video game, you make create a player and you and you give them all 99 everything and then you just dominate. You one of those you one of those guys? You know what? I didn't play video games very much when I was a kid. Unknown 
We didn't. We didn't, I didn't like. We didn't have didn't video like games. You know what I had? I remember my parents bought me a Texas Instrument. Do you remember a Texas Instrument? Like we didn't even have Atari or anything. We had a Texas Instrument. We played pole position. Yeah, I may have. I may have seen one around the house from, from time to time. None of my business, though. Nah, we never did. We never really played video games growing up. Now my kids play them all the time. So you just play with you just play with algebra, huh? I was outside. <laughs> I was outside throwing the basketball up, throwing the football around, hitting the baseball. That's all we did. You mentioned that something that came across your desk more recently. I'll tell you what's mm-hmm. been coming across my desk lately. I got something for you. I got another picture that was sent in of Royce that I'm telling you, our listeners have pictures of you out there. This Why one, is it always a picture of me, man? Um, let me show you this Lupe, one. Lupe takes pictures. This one, I guess, is you mentioned you Now, what did I do wrong here? Um, and I don't think you did anything wrong, but it's a picture. Pretending with, like I can read. It's a picture with, with your collection of skulls in it. <laughs> These listeners pick up. Where do you think this was taken? Do you remember? You know what song? happened right there. You, you know what happened right there. I, I hit Lupe and asked him for a verse, and he sent me that. No, that looks like he a sent young me that Royce. while I was writing. Look, he sent like, me that while I was writing my verse. That looks like a young Royce, Year, decades That's, ago. That does look like even. Are you, nah, are you it writing, was. Um, are you writing a it rap? Was, there? It was probably. It was probably um, eight years ago, maybe a little, a little less. Eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the you were, but there was skulls all around you. I hit Lupe up. I was like, yo, man, let's do this joint, man. I got this joint. He was like, all right, cool. Send it over. And he sent me back that skull <laughs> while I was writing my verse. Mm-hmm. I bet you y'all never heard of Remo Williams. Remo Williams. I bet you don't know who Remo Williams is. I have no idea who that is. You ever heard of the most interesting man in the universe? No. I've heard of the most interesting man in the world. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Same thing. That guy. (laughs) Okay. Remo Williams was him before he was himself. Look up Remo Williams, bro. I looked him up right now. I remember we. I remember Remo Williams, the movie. <laughs> Tell me he wasn't the baddest. He wasn't the baddest motherfucker for no reason. Why? What is he so fucking bad for? The, I don't even know who he is. The movie. Rem, the movie Remo Williams, yeah. right? Yeah. I Remo Williams, that. the adventure begins. Yeah, that on beta. He was like Liam Nielsen before Liam Nielsen. What year was, he was that? Like, movie? Yeah. So check it out. Nineteen eighty-five. Remo Williams was the shit. Did y'all watch The Greatest American Hero? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Remember that was the uh, the dude who was a superhero but didn't know exactly how to harness his skills. Mm-hmm. Don't you so, hate when that happens? Uh, he was flying all weird and would run into stuff and didn't know didn't know exactly how to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. Much like myself. Much like you. Now, what about Mork and Mindy? Oh, Nanu, yeah. Nanu. My brother you know used to I, bully me and make me watch that. Now, on Mork and Mindy, correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't there a dude who was he he was aging backwards? Like they had a kid and he aged backwards. You know what I'm talking about? I can't remember the storyline. On Mork and Mindy. On Mork and Mindy. <clears throat> All I remember is Nanu Nanu. 
I just remember this I remember. big. I remember the egg. Yeah, but when that. What, oh yeah, there was an egg. Oh, now I'm getting, was, why was there an egg? Mark and Mindy, that was a weird show. Yeah, that's how it came out it, of like the big egg, right? How did you put it like that? Yeah. No, I think the kid, the guy who was aging backwards, came out of the egg. I thought Mork came out the egg. No, no, it was um. Oh, what was his name? He he was a pretty famous. Nanu Nanu. Jonathan Winters. Is the guy who came <clears throat> out of the egg. Mm. And he aged backwards. He came out old, and he was slowly getting younger. It's like me. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. It's <laughs> like me. Also like you? I don't remember that. I remember Alf. Remember Alf <gasps> and like I love Alf. Small Wonder, Alf, Perfect Strangers, Three's Company, mm-hmm. and uh, Two Two Seven. Three's Company was Amen. a fucking amazing show. I tell you, Three's that was an amazing show. Three's Company. Yes, that was a great show. I love Three's Company. Mm-hmm. I just want my boy Jack Tripper to get to get laid, man. He just couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't figure it out. All right, let me ask you guys a question. You're saying all these shows, right? And I never actually thought about this, but all these shows are literally a bunch of white people. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yes, much like you, Tom. No, I know, but I'm saying nowadays... I mean, I guess it was just a different time. Like, you just didn't... I, I guess what I was what I was trying to ask was like I'm sitting around thinking I watch those shows, but did you guys watch those shows? Absolutely, I still watch white people. I just watch them storm the Capitol building these days. <laughs> but I love I love watching them. I love I love. <clears throat> and there's a don't take this the wrong way, Tom. But there's a certain humor that I call white humor only to my to myself. I don't say this publicly. I don't refer to it as white humor publicly because that would be inappropriate. But there's a there's a um, so certain like sarcasm with the humor with white guys like comedians, uh, especially like um, sitcom stars and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's just hilarious to me, man. Hilarious. I wasn't like a big Seinfeld guy, but I'm like a I'm like a Will Ferrell stand, man. Will Ferrell is like one of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life. Totally agree. I would quit this show to go hang out with Will Ferrell. I would leave Lupe Fiasco mid-verse by doing a song to go hang out with Will Ferrell and possibly relapse. Have a drink. <laughs> so you're Will putting a, you're putting Will Ferrell love, all the way up. I love I love Will Ferrell. Hmm. I think I still put does that surprise you? Does that surprise you, Tom? No, it doesn't surprise me. I can see you liking his humor. He's hilarious, man. He is hilarious. He's made a lot of good movies. Classics. What's what's your favorite? I actually I think I know the answer to this. Hmm. I gotta go with Step Brothers. Bam, I was gonna say that. What were you thinking? Hangover? No, no, I was Wait, wait, no, he, was he in Hangover? No, he wasn't in Hangover. What no. Old school. Old school he was in. He was great in old school. He was hilarious in old school. Old school might be one of my favorite movies. Mine too. 
Did we just become best friends? Yes. <laughs> you want to go do karate in the garage? <laughs> Who comes up with this shit, man? I love it. I love it. Lou, you probably didn't watch shit like that growing up, right? What were you watching? Like dissertations and watch shit? what? What do you mean? What did you watch growing up? Did you watch like lectures? Fucking. Um, no, I watched everything when I grew up. I watched uh, all the sitcoms from like when I was able to actually comprehend what was going on. And the sitcoms? Uh, but I used to watch in the 80s. So I was born in 82. So I probably wasn't watching TV until I was like four or something like that. But like we had a bunch of movies too, though. So we used to watch a bunch of like like 80s movies but they would have been new to us um but yeah. oh you had a movie I mean, house watch them got my tv on you had a movie house yeah yeah we had my, my pops my pops had a vhs and a betamax and had a little collection of films we used to watch those and then we had like tv it was like cartoons and then all of the sitcoms. I used to watch all the stuff. And then they used to have the reruns back in the 80s of the stuff that came out in like the 60s or the 50s or whatever. So uh, Twilight Zone. Uh, but then like the new stuff, like Quantum Leap. We used to watch that. Did you grow up in a Five Heartbeats house, household? What you mean? What's a Five Heartbeats household? Um, Like my household. A household with a whole lot of fire no. heartbeats playing all the time. Nah, we used to watch because I mean we had so much stuff going on. We did too. Routines, um, routines, and singing parts. I had to be held accountable yeah, no, for did. my parts. I was JT. Nah, you, y'all didn't do that. Nah, we didn't do that. Um, but it was like different houses. So it was like my dad's house and then my mom's house. So my mom's house was a little bit more. I guess normal. Uh, where my dad's house was like real <clears throat> all over the place. But like intellectual. So my like my dad I used to watch and like be a part of a bunch of martial arts stuff and instruments and like computer stuff and stuff like that. And my mom's house was like regular stuff like Cosby show and, and stuff like that. But like my dad, my dad house, I used to watch like coming to America like religiously. I used to know about art. Um, so it was, it was different. It was just two because di- it was two different households. So my mom and my dad split when I was like four. So, but in, jumping in between households, it was just two different cultures. My mom was in the hood. My dad was in the suburbs. So it was like just going back and forth between two different cultures. And in between, we had all the martial arts and stuff like that. But like at the karate school, we used to play like Lean on Me and uh, uh, Daz Effects and. NWA. Your dad liked Dodge Effects? Not Christ, could you play NWA? Yeah, he loved Dodge Effects. That's fire. Yeah, man. So, I probably got all my hip-hop from my dad. And then my mom was the one playing all of the jazz. My dad played all of the orchestra and the hip-hop and the world music. And my mom played, like, the jazz, the soul, and, like, the funk but my dad used to play parliament too so my dad had parliament so two worlds two different worlds so i got a little bit i got the the best of both worlds i guess i could say was your dad a musician mm-hmm. of any sort mm-hmm. yeah he was he played the african drums yeah the african drums he played the african drums the djembe 
But he played all kinds of drums. So he played djembe, which is African. He played the congos. He played the uh, the tablas, which are Indian, which you kind of play with your fingers. Uh, he had like he played the bagpipes. He played the uh, sitar. I think he played sitar. I, n- I don't think I've ever seen him play the sitar, but it was always a sitar in his house. With a little stand Where in the world do you learn how to play bagpipes at, man? <laughs> That's what your dad ask. James Bond. Bagpipes. Your dad is James Bond, bro. He was kind of he was like the black James Bond. <laughs> he could definitely He didn't he didn't drink, but he was definitely so no uh no martinis. But he definitely categorized he was a Green Beret, Special Forces. Mm. Uh that's how we learned all of the military stuff and uh martial arts then all of the cultural stuff so all the african culture all that stuff so he definitely could have went down as james bond he was really intentional with the teaching i mean it was just there you know it was like that's what that's where you were born and your dad just happened to do this and it's all this stuff so as you're in the house that's what i say it was like two different cultures my mom's um with my mom it was it was regular with my dad, it was very asymmetrical and irregular. So in my mom's house, you would like stumble upon, you know, National Geographic's and some jazz records, right? Mm-hmm. My dad, you would stumble upon like an antique sword and then some like books on meditation and then like uh, a collection of like. James, the James Bond films or Rambo on Betamax or something like that. Just random stuff, but that was the house, you know? Bro. So you didn't have to really teach anything. It's just that that's what you were, that's where you were. Yeah, maybe you can you can you can answer this for me. Because I never knew this. What 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 do what exactly do you have to do to become a Green Beret? Like what it what is the process? I don't even know. Like all I know is you gotta at least go to the army first, right? That's the base, right? Yeah, for Green Beret, yeah, it's the army. Okay, so you, so it's a, it's a, it's basically, it's basically a le- levels up from entry level army armed forces. Yeah, somebody could speak better to it that's actually been through it than me, but um, I have been a a part of the military tradition through my dad. And then going to do all these shows around the world for, on military bases. But Army is kind of like base level. Then I think it's Rangers is like the one that's like the next up. And there's different jobs and different stuff that you do in whatever armed forces groups you're in. But like the Army, I think, is uh, regular Army enlisted. Then it's like Rangers. And to become a Ranger, you got to go to Ranger school and do all this like crazy stuff. Um and I think the step up from Rangers is, I don't know if it's Delta Force. I think Delta Force might be the Marines. Let me see. Or Mar- Mar- let me see. What is Delta Force? Because that's a real thing. Remember that movie? Oh, Chuck Norris? Yeah. Yeah. Delta yeah. Force? Let me see. Because I look at Green Berets like they are part of like small little teams. And they get called in only when it's time to really Fuck some shit up. Oh, you want me to? You yeah, want me to call so, the Green Beret? So they're okay. part of the army, the United States Army. Yeah. Yeah. So Delta Delta Forces Army, and then uh, Green Beret Special Forces is is 
is RE2. Let me make sure. Just so I'm clear. Um, yeah, so Green Beret is Army 2. Green, US, US, they, it's U.S. Army Special Forces is called Green Beret. And then I think above Green Beret is Delta Force. And then the thing is, like, it's just different schools that you go through. And you have to, like, you have to, like, submit. You have to go through, like, special training. Um, and I think you just kind of be, you got to just kind of be like a badass. But then you also got to be, like, super smart. Um, so it's, it's like the elite of the elites. I think the most elite that the, the, the U.S. just armed forces as a whole has is the SEALs. Um, Navy SEALs. And then, but they all got their own thing. Like, I think you got, I think it's, I forgot what the Marines are. I think it's recon for Marines. And then Delta Force for Army. I forgot what Navy, Navy's the Navy SEALs. Uh, I think, or maybe Air Force might be recon. But anyway, it's just levels of like intensity, levels of training, levels of specialization, and then they tap you when it's different groups, or they might they might pull you pull people from different groups to start to form like different little units for different things. So they might tap, they might have a a person from one group rocking with a person from another group, depending on what the deployment and the mission is. So I mean, it's super interesting. You know, it definitely, it's definitely, definitely exciting that. on that level right there. It's exciting on that level. Yeah, but it's hard though. Every kid wants it's to. Every hard. kid wants to be, or have at one point thought to themselves, "Damn, I would love to be a Navy SEAL." Or, um, what's the what's the other thing that's that's really cool to be? Not not necessarily Marine, Navy SEAL. Oh, whoever whoever yeah, whoever flies the, the fucking mop, the, the jets to go like mop whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. drop and shoot missiles. Y'all, y'all ever watched Iron Eagle? Mm-hmm. Classic movie. You know, I wanted a, to be a fighter pilot after I saw that movie. Chappy. Recon is the Marines, and it was a great <laughs> movie. Did you guys ever see Heartbreak Ridge? Yeah, Heartbreak Ridge was dope with uh, Marvel, Mario Van Peebles yeah. oh, yeah. and Clint, uh, Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. That was about the 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 oh yeah the Marine Corps recon. Yeah, that was a that real was a good great movie. movie. I hit a point. I saw, that, I saw that movie mad time. I hit a point as a kid where uh, I just started having a problem with Mario Van Peebles movies. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Every time he was in a movie, I just. Turn it off. I think my father may have cracked too many funny jokes or something. I don't know. It's just Mario Van Peebles. That was just a. It's like watching a boxer wearing ponies. Anytime a fighter got in the ring wearing ponies, nah. I don't know what that was. My uh, my dad used to put us through some of that training. Some of the like, I guess, the training that he would have to go through in special forces and stuff like that. Like so what? we would go on these long marches. Like we would go out to like this, basically like a campground area, but a little less. Like uh, it was way out. I think it was I think it was called Rock Island. It's either Rock Island or Skull Island. Uh, but anyway, it was this it was this massive like a uh, wall, and so we would repel down the wall. Uh, I I I never did that. I never repelled. I was too young. But we would shoot. We would march. We would uh, camp. 
um, do training exercises and stuff like that. Like it was super like military, military. And uh, all of my family, well, my de- my my grandfather was uh, in the armed forces. My dad was a Green Beret. My brother was a Marine. My aunt was in the Air Force. Um, and I I I say it now. It it probably wasn't the case back then. But if I'd have known now, I would have probably definitely wanted to be like Navy intelligence. Like that's that's really? probably what I would have wanted to be in. Yeah, knowing dad, now, but now I'm too old. My dad went to the army and came back even more of a lunatic. <laughs> that's what he did to me, man. <laughs> you know how I learned how to swim? He threw me in the water. I'm flopping all around, thinking I'm about to die, and he's just standing there. Relax. Relax. Calm down. Now. See? You know why your ass ain't drowning? You know why your ass is swimming? Because you don't want to drown. That's what life is about. That's life. You threw me in like four feet of water, bro. I was traumatized and enlightened at the same time. (laughs) How old was you? Uh shit, I can't remember exactly how old, but I know I was too old too old to be that baby that just floats automatically and then like too young too young to uh really be intelligent enough to know that I'm in four feet of water. You know what I mean? Like I thought I was that was mm-hmm. it. Like this man is trying to kill me. <laughs> and it wasn't like It was in the pool? It, yeah, it was at, was it it was the, at pool the pool or it was at the pool. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't like a nudge. It was just like I, I wasn't looking. Next thing you know, three, boom, up and down. Pow. You learned how to swim, though. Did you learn how to swim? I mean, you know what's crazy about that man? Like I, I was flopping around, and I was like, I really just got tired of just f- doing all this flopping and flopping and panicking. And then when I stopped panicking, I just started doggy pedaling. And I, it, it really was just like. It was the only thing to do was just go the way of the water. But you can't really explain that to somebody that's like in a state of panic. It's amazing, like what the things that your body will just adapt to. It's kind of it was kind of like that with riding a bike with me too. Like all while I was scared, I couldn't I couldn't do it. As soon as it was just like fuck it, I'm like 30 years old now. I ain't scared no more. I could finally <laughs> I could finally ride two wheel. <laughs> My my dad was a scuba diver, so we used to have like scuba tanks and masks and stuff around the house, and then he would go and have to do like his uh certification. I think it's Nawi is what it's called. Um, but yeah, it was it was this like scuba diver store somewhere in, somewhere around Chicago, and I had a big pool in the back, and he used to train people back in that pool. But we had he was like a, a proper like scuba diver dude. Yeah, because they had to go. They had to go. They had to be able to dive in and then retrieve something from off the floor of the pool. That's the the, the weight of a human body and bring it back up to the top of the Mm -hmm. water. Ain't that Navy SEALs? Well, he well he was Special Forces, and I don't know if I don't know how much. I'm 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 sure in all of those uh, high level units, there's a certain level of swimming that you have to have. Um, because you go, who knows what mission you type gonna be deployed in, so they want you to at least be proficient. Um, 
I think that's why I, I don't know if that's why a lot of people flunk out of Navy SEALs um, because it is like a heavily water kind of based thing. Um, and then I was watching this thing about the Coast Guard, too, where to be in the Coast Guard, you would think that you would just be swimming all the time. But really, they, they just want you to be just kind of like a like you just be able to swim. You know what I'm saying? Like not jump in the water and die type situation. They showed them doing boot camp and they actually gave some of the people who couldn't really swim that well. They gave them like uh, flotation devices, which is interesting. But anyway, I don't know if I don't know if my dad was doing scuba because of special forces specifically. But by the time we was born, he was out of the military, but he was still like that was like his thing. Scuba diving. I never been, learned. Though. It must have been the army because my dad, my dad fucking loved this one. He do all that shit. Go way out. If it's like a, um, if it's like the beach or something, he gotta go way fucking far further than he's supposed to be. He gotta go do that type of shit. Lupe, my daddy will beat your daddy's ass. All right, I'm just letting you know now. Don't don't be trying to act like your daddy for more interesting than my daddy. My daddy. <laughs> he might have. My daddy could fight. I know your daddy knows some shit. My daddy do too. How old is your daddy? I don't even know how old my daddy is. Uh, my they up, he, he up there. <laughs> <laughs> my my father my father passed away when he was fifty four. So he uh uh he passed away right around my second album. Hmm. And uh Were y'all close? Like he was just super young. Um I mean yeah. Like I do, I find myself doing everything that my dad did, um, just either at a different level. Like I always say, the person I'm in competition with is my dad, because my dad had he was just the array of things that he would could do and had mastery over, like are astonishing. So that's why people can't really. Like you couldn't sit, you couldn't sit in the room with my dad, and not be like jaw dropped, because or intimidated to the point, or you thought he was crazy. Like it was one or the other. It was either complete utter respect or like this nigga's crazy. Hmm. But he he had his hands on so many different pots and pans in the kitchen of life. I know that feeling. I've never met. I've never met any person like my dad and that's not just on some that's my dad because we had we had beef <laughs> toward oh, yeah, that's, the that's, toward the end we had a, we had some we had some serious that's a part beefs. of it that's a part of but, it but isn't it psychologically but we, uh, we all are competing with our father at some level i mean that's the guy who who raised you who told you certain things who you argued with constantly yeah but he his, his 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 dad his dad is a little his dad is different no, no i'm not um, saying i know he, those kind of, i'm not saying he's different but i, yeah, I, I think know, psycho- I know, psychologically I we all do that like oh we always my want dad, to beat my dad, dad used to my dad used to push me he used to push me but i never really felt like um i had to live up i had to live up to something that, that he was you know what i mean like it was obviously the caveat is you know like Take what they take, what they teach you. Take the tools they give you, and and, and elevate it, mm-hmm. and just continue to evolve. But some people, man, you like that, Lou, and fucking black thought. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't fucking hang around them all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially Tariq. You know what I mean? I can hang with Tariq once every six months. 
I'm not sitting in a room with Tariq all the time. The fuck wants to do that? He knows everything, bro. He knows everything. You know, he's always dressed really nice. He's always on time. He's never behind the eight ball for anything. You know what I mean? He just fucking can rap really well whenever. No matter who's fucking getting killed by the police. He just got bars on deck. You know what I mean? Like, these guys are like fucking do-gooders. That's what I call them. So now you, 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 you're, like you're, you're shining some light, Lou, on a lot of things. You're putting it in perspective for me now. Like, this makes sense to me. Like, I never knew this, what you're telling me. It makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah, my dad is it, less about competing with him, uh, Tom. And it's not like this psychological. Again, it's not like, oh, that's my dad. It's not like a, with some Oedipus complex type situation. It's just that when you look at his list of things that he's achieved and to know he achieved that, you know, when he, by the, he was 54, right, when he passed. And so in 54 years, he, he's achieved maybe six lifetimes worth of stuff. And so for me, it's like I got to I got to do that now. Like I got to put up. That's what my name means you know what i'm saying like that's what that jaco name my last name means it means that these are folks who do their polymaths and they just stack up life like life points right so fortunately i was able to do a lot of stuff in my 20s and in my 30s and i feel like yeah i got a grammy you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like okay i got that i got this i did that i was gq man of the year i was this i was that i had a record deal when i was in high school you know, like I was bop, 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 bop. Like I'm all lead, well, kind of when I was in high school. But I've, I've achieved, I was on the varsity, I was this, I was that. And it's just, that's all my dad. You know, that's all me. Like my dad was an engineer. My dad was, you know, a martial arts master. My dad was a special force Green Beret. My dad was, mm -hmm. you know, a philosopher. And he was this, he was that. So for me, it's, it's that's the, uh, he's an entrepreneur. You know, had stores and businesses and stuff like that. So You ever feel pressure? I felt fear. Hmm? fear my dad was terrifying no i mean i mean you know like just pressure pressure to live up to live up to whatever expectations you set in your mind based off of looking at your dad your dad just didn't just dabble in things he was like he mastered things many things yeah he mastered it. Yeah. so it's like how do you do, did you ever feel pressure or was it just like was it just like it was just like a, another day at the office, you know, like this is just I, I'm moving with a purpose at a young age just because I've seen it at such a young age. Yeah, I think it's similar to kind of how your dad threw you in the pool, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was preparation for everything that's going to come next. You know what I'm saying? For the rest of your life. So it's those like, yeah, it's going to be I'm going to my dad's like, I'm going to I'm going to show you amazing things that the normal man can't do but i'm gonna prepare you for it to let you know that it's possible and i think that comes from the military um because the military puts you in a position of great terror for you but you're in absolute safety at the same time at least in basic training like they'll put you up on this gigantic big ass wall and like jump or you know rappel down and you just sit up there terrified, but they're constantly telling you like, but you 100% safe, right? Like you're not finna die up here. Well, the only thing that's finna die is your fear, right? Mm. And so that fear killing 
and that preparation is just once you once that's out the way and if you can get that out like my dad used to sit us he used to set us at the end of the dojo the, the training hall and it was this big door and he would sit on the other side he was an archer so he was he was he <laughs> this is i think we talked about these things called robin hoods mm-hmm. for archers mm-hmm. where they could shoot a bow uh, arrow back into the back of the the arrow that they just shot like shoot it in the exact same spot and it would just hit in the back of the other arrow they call those mm-hmm. robin hoods mm-hmm. if you go to like archery sto- if you go to like we they, we had this archery practice hall we used to go to these to have them like hanging up on the wall that people that shot robin hoods but anyway my dad was an archer he would sit us at the end of the room and then shoot arrows at us right they would be like taped at the end but he would just fl- whip these arrows at us and we were supposed to catch them, you know? And so I remember doing this when I was like four years old. Catching arrows. Catching arrows. You know what I'm saying? Like before I was in school. Yeah. Bro, you were catching arrows you know, at four years old. How can you not, <laughs> I can you not win a Grammy? The fuck? I mean, but exactly. So that that when you're doing kids. stuff like that, you just kind of like, you know, what else is, you, you, you're not easily entertained, Well, you know, by things. Things don't seem as hard as they they may be be, be uh, presented to be. Well, I'm, on a more serious note, I'm sorry for saying that my dad beat your daddy's ass. <laughs> he probably could. <laughs> Wait, so I might line I'm my. Sorry, I might. I'm sorry, no, but nobody was invincible. I might line my. I might line my kids up with a bow and arrow and cool. start shooting them and tell them to catch it. How do you think that'll fly? Yeah, and you'd be going straight to jail. <laughs> I see. We'll be bailing you out. It'll be the right. the Lupe and Royce. Uh, a bail fundraiser charity hour for Tom Frank. See, I was playing. I was playing. I I didn't even know. I could have. I could have been playing. I could have been playing, and I could have got a motherfucking a bow and arrow shot through the screen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the first places I traveled to out of the state was we went to Detroit, and you and your dad. I forgot how old I was. He took the whole. He took the school. We had a school in Detroit. We had a cry school in Detroit. A sister school. So our school in Chicago was called Tornado. So we had a sister school in Detroit. Where, where was that um, at? You remember where was that? Oh, man. It, it was in, like, Detroit proper, if I'm not mistaken. But I, this was a while ago, like, a long, long time ago. And what, 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 anyway, what we used to do, we'd go up there and, and do school visits or, like, tournament visits. And then that school would come to Chicago. But the difference was that school in Detroit was like super hardcore. Like they they fought with real swords and like <laughs> the students. It was the same way. It was a it was a uh, uh, sensei Bill who was the 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 main sensei, and then his wife, and then all their kids, and then all their students, and their kids were absolutely ridiculous. Hmm. Like the daughter went and beat up the whole football team type shit. Like just. <laughs> Like just antics and feats of just like martial arts destruction. That's what I want my daughter. And to I do. remember they came, they came down to our school for a visit, uh, and we do these big like seminars and classes, and we had to fight them. And they just kicked your ass. And so we was used to fighting each other. Yo, they was they they <laughs> won they they was like really hitting us, which was the thing. It was like yo, you supposed to pull your punches. They like no, nah, we don't we don't do that in Detroit. <laughs> I was like okay. Yeah. But yeah, so we got roots we got roots in Detroit too. We, we used to go up there. In Michigan, and we used to do we used to go visit that school, and then we used to do we did a, a paintball uh, competition thing when we was up there, like a school paintball, you know, tracking each other down, shooting each other. It was kind of crazy, but anyway. Man, you you remember you remember Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah, and Ernie Reyes Senior. 
both of them. When you see somebody, when you see people like that, that's that skilled and athletic, do you, are, can they fight? Um, I'm sure they can fight. I mean, everybody can fight. No, no, no. You know what I mean. Can they fight everybody and win? You know what I mean. Like, nah, you know, they can fight. I mean, you look at John Claude Van Damme. Get... It's like it's like okay, the dude is very limber. He's basically mm. a ballerina. You know what I mean? Like the way that he throws his kicks is like poetry. But like, can he fight though? Can he fight? He was a dancer. I mean, uh, he could whoop somebody ass like for sure. Like every Ed, you you don't learn the martial arts and not know how to fight. But does that mean you can win and and not get beat up in every fight that you go into? No. That's why I was like, yeah, your dad might have been able to whoop my dad ass. Um, but that's not what they're like for. You know, they're not like fighters. Like I'm not a fighter. Like I'm not that. Like I know how to fight. I know I know I'm not gonna win every match that I fight. But I know also I know how to kill people. So that's the other side of it is like, I'm also a killer. So it's like, yeah, we just going to not do none of that. And I'm going to just focus on these forms in this meditation. But you got other folks like the school in Detroit. They were fighters. So they were fighting full contact matches, karate, go p- beat people up, the whole shit. And it was like, nah, I'm not really about that life. But Ernie Reyes Jr., Ernie Reyes Sr., uh, you know, they were in, they were in uh, The Last Dragon together. Of course. And don't don't ever call so yourself remember a, don't ever call yourself a killer to a kiter, nigga. I'm a kiter. <laughs> you ever heard of that? I'm a killer who fight. You know what I'm saying? You're a kiter. So you gotta watch how you say you gotta watch how you talk, bro. This is Detroit. You know what I mean? Just gonna slip that in on me and shit, man. I was intimidated as hell. So I'm also a killer, right? Yo, you Now you're a fucking intimidating you guy, know the man. Scene. Like, I'm also a killer, what? right? So what I do is I just stay away from that. My daddy taught us how to kill, man. And that was I a, believe that it. was like a, a a that side of the martial arts too, where it's like, yeah, I don't want to kill people though, bro. Though. You, you, like, you know, you, if you, if you got you, you swear you so fucking mild mannered and shit. You act like a lunatic, bro. You act like a psychopath <laughs> a little bit sometimes. Uh, I wouldn't piss you. I wouldn't piss you off. I wouldn't piss you off unless I unless I was ready to go there. I wouldn't just be like, yeah, let me fuck with Lupe today. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, you way too fucking cerebral. Yo, Ernie, Ernie. Yo, do you remember the scene where Ernie Reyes Jr. and Ernie Reyes Sr. appeared in The Last Dragon? Together at the same time? Together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Um, a little trivia. It was the show enough. It was the show enough. It was the fight scene with show enough and all them. See, when I say can't, can't fight, I really mean that. Like, show enough could not fight, bro. It, it was irritating. <laughs> <laughs> it was irritating the shit out of me, dog. It was irritating. Ah, you me. mean like you could tell that he was just an actor who they might have taught a couple moves and, and threw him up on screen? Is that what you're saying? Now I don't know if show if the the, the actor who played Shonoff uh, wasn't prof- wasn't professionally trained in the martial Bro, arts. I don't. I don't. Let me know. tell you something. But and I'm not professionally trained in the martial arts. I'm professionally trained in watching martial arts movies. And I'm telling you right now, <laughs> that nigga is not a professional <laughs> that's trained in the martial arts. He could not fight, bro. Who, Ernie Reyes Jr.? Those junior? kicks. No, 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 no. Show enough. Oh, okay. Ernie the Reyes. Kicks was like, the kicks was like stiff. The punches was slow. You know what I mean? He was just. Yo, I got a, I got a question about show enough, right? Would you, where would you put show enough in the pantheon 
of black villains. Oh, he up there. He up there. Is he in your t- is he in your like top five or like like top five black movie villains? Um, he could potentially make my top five. He could potentially make my top five if I if I remember show enough. I don't always think of Last Dragon, and I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Last Dragon is a sleeper. But yeah, Show Enough is up there, bro. He's I know he's up there because he had me pissed off for that whole movie. I was so fucking mad at Show Enough, bro. <laughs> I wanted I wanted his fucking soul on a platter, man. I'm like, Leroy, why don't you just fight? Get the glow. When he got the glow, man, I, dog, I almost cried when he got the glow. <laughs> Yo, when when Show Enough got the glow, I was terrified. Yeah, when he got like, when he got the glow, I thought he was about to take over the I was whole like fucking this really scared as a kid. Yo, dog, he had already went and disrespected the man's Ooh. mama, parents, and they pe- and they pizza place. <sighs> <laughs> Threw his little brother in the garbage can. He had pizza all in his afro. You know what I mean? Yo, I think Timac, Timac, who actually played Bruce Leroy, is on Clubhouse. Is he? If I'm not mistaken, I think so. I think that might have been the rumor. I wonder like, how how he would act if I called him Bruce Leroy. <laughs> I mean, it's his claim to fame. That's the what? You know, I find that I find that everybody doesn't um, embrace. Um, I I seen Wesley Snipes one time and called him Nino. He didn't like that too much. I re- I remember. Yeah, I remember. We yeah, we yeah, remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You it, but I don't think it was the same though. I and JT. <laughs> JT was there too. He ain't like it too much either. I don't know. I don't get it. Yo, the the scene for people who want to know the scene. Of Ernie Reyes Jr. and Ernie Reyes Sr. together was the fight scene at the end with Show Nuff's crew, Bruce Leroy's uh, crew, when they fought at the disco. That was at the end? And uh, it was kind of, it wasn't like the end, end, but it was kind of like toward the end. It was before the glow fight, it was when they was in the disco. Mm-hmm. So remember the remember the little short white dude had the, the theater, like yeah. where they did, I found a place, yeah. finally found that place. Yeah. There's the same. Where Ernie Reyes Jr., because remember, they locked him in the closet. Mm-hmm. And then he was able to bust out the closet. And then he, he went down, Johnny, Johnny, no. And then he did the Bruce Lee thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, wah. And uh, the dude that he was, it's an Asian dude that he's fighting. And the Asian dude that he's fighting is his dad. So they actually fight Wait each other in the movie. And when, remember, remember, when Johnny, remember when Johnny runs up and he, he catches the dude in, in his hands and he does the backflip? And he, he surprised him out of his hands. He does a black flip, and he kicks him. That 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 whole routine is like him and his dad. If I'm not but mistaken, Ernie, uh, for for people out there who are who are experts on the film and the trivia, let me know if that's the case. If Ernie Reyes Jr. was actually fighting, I Ernie thought Ernie Reyes Jr. Dance. came out and was like pre- pretending like he was just like a little pup for that moment, like you know, like he did like some little cute little moves, and then he just turned it up. Yeah, because he was only like yeah. ten or twelve or thirteen at that point, right? Yeah, Ernie yeah, Reyes Jr. Yeah. I, I can't remember how old he was, but he was little. He had to have been because he. I didn't want. Ta-ta. I didn't want no smoke with him. Ata. That was his. I think that was his signature phrase. Remember, he's in that show Sidekicks. Hmm. Ernie Reyes Jr. That show got Sidekicks. me in a lot of fights in, in school. What Sidekicks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grown Ernie Reyes Jr. is uh in was in Surf Ninjas. 
grown er, grown Ernie good. Reyes Jr. is like all cut up and shit, right? Yeah, he was kind of swollen, cut. Pretty boy. Come on, man. Let's grow down, bro. Grow down. Yeah, sidekicks. He was who we wanted to be, though. Sidekicks. Kids, I, I remember one time, sidekicks. Side um, I was at the bus stop, and uh, for, for whatever reason, I felt a sudden urge to stick up for somebody that I didn't really even know that well to a high school kid. My brother walked up and was like, Yo, get, get he was like get get off of him. That's my brother. And the dude was like, I understand you you taking up for your brother. He got a big mouth though. And then my brother was like, I, I got him, I got him. He, like something. And then he looked at me and was like, What the fuck is what the fuck is your problem? Like who is you? The fools you fucking? What you just defending everybody now? I I never forget that. He was so mad at me. And now that I think about it, the only reason why I was sticking up for people at the bus stop is because I've been watching too much sidekicks. I was already a safety. You know what I mean? And this is literally none of my business. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I should have kept my mouth shut. Wait, what you mean you was a safety? A safety patrol? What's that mean? Oh, yeah. So we, um, like, I would have to come to school. You was a, well, you was a cop? Yeah. I would have to come to school. Where's the five nine was a cop? Absolutely. I was, I would a, come I was to a safety patrol, man. I would come to school early, and I get, like, an orange belt. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I wanted to do it is because I've seen them in there drinking fucking hot cocoa with the, with the marshmallows. I wanted some. So I went and got the orange belt. So what I would do is I would stand on the corner and I would make sure I would cross everybody, make sure everybody got across the street safe. Yeah, so I was kind of like a cop. And I dare a rapper to come up to me and say it in my face. I dare, I dare anybody. Right. This come is call the, me a cop. This is the first come thing. Come call me a cop. I can I can. Come call me a cop. I'm going to go Lupe Fiasco on your ass. I'm, I'm a kiter. <laughs> Right, so I, I was also a patrolman. Not from Al-Qaeda, I'm just a kiter, huh? I was also a patrolman. You were? I, I wore the orange belt, and I did it because you got out of school a little earlier. So me and my buddy Curly would get out early, and we'd all we'd have to call the buses. The bus would come up, you'd run into the office, say, bus 13's here, whatever. You got a buddy named Curly who used to get out early? Uh, Fuck, but, man, you, early you, Curly. you so cool, man. You can use did you that. ever get bumped up to captain, though? <clears throat> I had a big ass badge on my belt. I, I got I got I got fired because uh I forgot to call a bus one time. You lost me. I forgot to call a bus one time and we went to the basketball courts courts early and we started playing and the whole school How you was get still fired from a job you ain't even get paid for, man. Wait a minute though. Like how that was your only job, right? To call the buses. How do you just completely skirt the entirety of your job? It's not like you it's basketball? not like you had responsibility like me, the captain safety <laughs> who had to assign everybody to different corners. You ain't even had to do that shit. I, I missed one bus. One bus. And the lady you came. can't miss a bus, man. She you came can't miss. A, I would have fired came, you too, man. They did the right thing. She came down to the basketball court. And she dragged us all the way back to the office by her ears. That's why my one ear is bigger than the other ear. So did you write? Hope you learned something. I, I was, I was never in law enforcement <laughs> in any capacity. You would, we know. You call that law enforcement? The patrolman. Yeah, he called that. My, my dad he called that law enforcement man, compared yo. to compared to what he was. He was SWAT team training at seven years old. Fair enough. This is the last thing I'm gonna say about my dad because it's just like, yo, my dad was a super. Keep it coming. Yo, my, my dad, he was actually a deputy state. I think they, I think at a certain point in the '80s, they would allow like regular citizens to become like they would deputize them, and so I think he was either state police or um, like state like sheriff or something like that but he had like i remember he had this bag that was like his police bag 
Um, so yeah, my dad was like a deputy something. Yeah, Damn. they thought he was a reg- they thought he was a regular citizen. Damn, yeah, we're gonna deputy we're gonna deputize him. Yeah, I wish I would have got to meet this guy. Into. Interesting. He ain't taking yeah, you. man, my dad. He, was he ain't arresting you. He ain't taking you to jail. You ain't never seen Black Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Black Dynamite has downright one of the funniest when we talk about comedy oh. and and humor, right? Has one of the funniest characters of all time. In uh what's his name? What's the skin this this the skinny dude? Cream corn? Um his his name is what's his name? Cream, Cream corn? corn? Well who played uh, Cream it, it wasn't corn. Eddie Griffin. No, it was Tommy the, Tommy uh Tommy, Tommy Davidson? Davidson, yes. Tommy Davidson, man, listen, mm-hmm. that character mm-hmm. is what. And I'm just gonna let you know, I've never seen Black Dynamite. Oh, you gotta watch Black Dynamite, bro. I've never seen Black Dynamite. You you probably wasn't interested in watching. But it I have seen that scene because you saw it and probably thought it to yourself. He's imitating my dad, but but you, nigga, you got you gotta watch the movie, bro. This nigga is literally. This nigga's literally the coldest nigga ever in a in the history of. You think Remo Williams is, is cold? And then you don't expect Michael Jai White to be so funny because he's never, he's never went the comedy direction in a movie. Man, he's hilarious, bro. Please watch that movie. Please. Is it like Pootie Tang? No. I watch Pootie Tang. No, it's not. It's not. Okay. It's not too stupid. It's not dumb. It's hilarious, bro. And very. Yeah, if if that the t- that one Tommy Davidson scene where he was ordering breakfast is one of the funniest things. I've ever seen, and I, and comedy is one of the things that I actually love. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Tony Baker. Uh, I love comedy, bro. Deep I'm running things. Like I was raised on Raw and I'm Eddie running Murphy. Things. I know, I know, I know people who that talk one like scene that. when he's on the breakfast is hilarious. Like if they say something but in to Detroit, themselves in real life, if they say something to themselves that, that they really are feeling, that they'll, they'll sing it back to themselves. I'm running things. I'm running things. Hey, he's just in a room by himself. <laughs> Talk about you writing things. I'm writing things. I do that all the time. I sing all the time. One day I'm going to record my entire day. Of singing. And in that by itself, it's going to be an album. The whole, that just that is going to be enough. I'm going to just record myself through an entire 24 hours. And that'll be like four albums worth of quality material. It's, it's, I'm hilarious. I think it should be one song. Boom. 24 hours. Do something one completely different. One song can't do different. it justice. He need different beats. He need a bunch of different layers. So you know how they'll cycle through certain ads that might run for like a month yeah, and then it's gone or a couple weeks. So you might see it a few times. So because of the random stuff that I'll be watching, like I'll watch. They don't uh, know how to, they don't know how to tell do. Yeah, they don't. So <laughs> they don't know what you are because you have too many interests. Mm-hmm. So it was this one video that kept, one ad that would just pop up randomly right and I, I would be watching it wouldn't matter what I would be watching something and then it would come on right and what I decided to do was the beat for it was so just like driving right it's like oh this beat is the shit right mm-hmm. and I didn't really cuss because I didn't say the T but it was kind of cussing but anyway the beat was so dope it wasn't, it wasn't dope in the dope way it was dope in the stupid way but it was just enough for me to start rap singing freestyle. Oh, this beat was stupid. And it would only go for like 30 seconds, right? The length of the commercial. 
or maybe even shorter than that, maybe like 15 seconds. So what I would do is grab my phone and start recording myself immediately every time that this beat, this commercial came on, and I would rap to this beat. Mm. And I probably got like four or five of them in my phone. And my friends, my friend friends know I'm a goofball. Mm-hmm. And I would just text it. I text it to him. Me, me just singing, rapping about the wildest shit ever to this YouTube beat. And I would just, I would like, like, like challenge myself to catch it, do a freestyle, record it. And at 15 seconds, then I would send it to one of my homies. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. I cannot send it to either one of you because I do not trust either one. Nor should you. Well, okay. if you send it to me, you don't have to worry about me sending you nothing back. Because I'm not rapping to no beats. <laughs> if you and send I'll tell it- you what, whoever you, whoever, do you know anybody at YouTube? Can you call them and tell them to please stop helping Benzino stalk me? Okay, like everything on my fucking YouTube feed is Benzino. Benzino doesn't pay his rent. Benzino broke his finger. Benzino gets shot. Benzino goes in the, on a rant. Benzino threatening Royce. Benzino doesn't like Eminem. Benzino has a fucking restaurant. Benzino's a dickhead. Benzino. <laughs> it's like, bro, man. Let's move on. Do you, do you? Let's move on, YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. You say what you want to say, please. Benzino are cool now, right? Hmm? No, I'm just saying you and Benzino are good, right? Y'all cool now, right? Because it's January 20, what is it? 20, 26th, as we record this today. Uh, 2021, and you, and you and Benzino ain't found a way in the past couple weeks to sort these things out? Bro, it ain't nothing to sort out. It ain't nothing to sort out, brother. Me and him ain't fine, and it ain't no problem. It just is what it is, partner. <laughs> and, you know I, I'm fucking around. So what I what I should do then is I should make one of Lupe's 15 second uh, raps be our show promotion, and I should name this episode Bazina. Oh no, you don't. No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but what if it's some gems in there? What if it's some jewels? I was kidding no, about both. Ain't, ain't none in there. It's cutting room floor Listen, stuff. Trust me. Trust me. You don't want none of this. There was one. Okay, so check this out. Royce, I might send you a snippet of this. Tom, I can't send this to you because I can't trust you. Because the way you be throwing up pictures of Royce and digging, taking in you know, fan criticism and bringing yeah, it to the gonna show. Yeah, he's going to show up next week with a, shirt, with a shirt with the rap on it. Right. I, I know that you, you, got, you got bootleg wavy merch on right now. Even though it's authorized bootleg, it's, you, I, you know, hey, I ain't no telling whoa. what you're going to do with this intellectual I, property. Can I, can, I, can I call time out? First sure. of all, what you mean? Like you want to? You want to? Wait, wait! You want to stop the recording of the no, show to no, say something that you will edit out no, of the show? I want to. I want to point out that the merchandise that I'm wearing okay. is, is is dead on. Did you make that in your garage when I we did. were doing karate? I I was given permission to do so because this guy couldn't couldn't send me a shirt, so he tells me to go make my own. Yeah, you make shirts. Now here's send another you, thing. I, I'm gonna send you a shirt. I need to ask you about this shirt though. You know how much energy that takes? It does. I live in Annapolis, Maryland, and I noticed that this is yes, it's you do. Navy. We don't even know how to mail there. It's Navy. How do you mail there? Wait, where are you at? 
I think this would sell big time here because it looks like navy and you're using all like ocean oriented stuff. Not a Listen, stuff. bro, me, me and Lou, we both products of the Navy, all right? The Navy and the Army. Rich in our lineage. I live in the in the home base. Get it together. Navy. My dad raised I me with Navy a whistle that was around his neck, huh? One of my favorite movies was Navy SEALs. Good movie. Remember Navy SEALs? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Remember, remember that one scene with the sniper? Mm-hmm. When it was like, when he was like, God, he's like, please, God, come in, God, come on, God. <laughs> And the dude was like, your God cannot save you now. And then God shot his ass mm-hmm. <laughs> because God was naming us. Anyway, God was naming a sniper. Yes, the dude was like, yes, come yes. in, God. Yes. That was an amazing movie. Yes, it was. Super violent, probably probably unbelievably off-tone and racist. Very violent. Uh, right now, but Navy SEALs was a fantastic what, what, film. What was that movie that uh, the Sylvester Stallone was in? I know I got to be more specific with my man Sly. But it was a very fucking violent movie, and it was fantastic. He was a he was a hitman. Oh, I and, remember that. And Sharon Sharon Stone was in it. And I also mm-hmm. got to be more specific because he just had something for that Sharon Stone. But it was Sharon Stone, Sly, and he was killing people. He was like a hitman, but he was, the way he was doing it was just like so masterful. I'm like hoping there's nobody <laughs> walking around out in this world with those kinds of skills. A motherfucker who can just like program a bomb you know what i mean like you you pull up to your crib and 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 hit the fucking code on your fucking to let yourself into your subdivision next thing you know a bomb just blows straight into your car nothing no shrapnel goes anywhere else it's meant strictly for you i don't want to know anybody who can do shit like that because i might try to hire them what was that called i remember back in the day when there was less like Less awareness and regulation on like books, and my my dad had these army. My dad had these army surplus stores, and so he used to get all these books. So that's how I knew. And and I, this the this the thing I didn't know that nobody else really knew this, and that what I was talking about was like some would get you on the FBI watch list. But for me, this was like normal like book stuff and stuff that we had. So. It was this book. There's the one book which you probably all know, which is the Anarchist Cookbook, which is banned, right? But there was there was these other books and manuals um, where they were talking about just different types of improvised explosive devices. We call them IEDs today. Mm-hmm. But it was like all the different ones that they had, like like almost like a, a retrospective on what was made and what people were doing. And I think it was mostly stuff maybe from like the Cold War and stuff like that. So like assassination stuff. And they had one where it was a bomb that was in a chocolate bar. And when you bit into it, it broke the switch and blew your head off. Hmm. Now that's my kind of chocolate And I'm bar. like, I'm like nine years old reading this book. Like, oh, wow, that's how you can kill some. Oh, okay. So you can put a bomb just in the chocolate bar. And then when you, when they bite into it, it blows that it blows up in the mouth and kills. So you okay. can't, you can't have, you can't right. be Lupe Fiasco and have like a school bully. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like. You're gonna be getting the Twix really soon. You keep playing with me. <laughs> oh man, you got the right one today, school bully. Fun fact about um, Samuel L. Jackson: that did you guys wait? Did this happen yet? He's in the remake of The Last Dragon, and he's gonna play the bad guy. 
Who, Show Enough? Yeah. Did you know this? Samuel Jackson can't play Show Enough. That, that's what it says here on his Wikipedia page. You don't think he could play this part? Samuel Jackson is, is one of our great ones. He can do anything. I'm just saying. That, Damn. He, he's, he's on set right now for, in, making this movie, The Last Dragon. Let him be an elder. Why he got to be the guy that got to spend the whole movie chasing people around kicking ass? Be an elder. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know how I feel about a Last Dragon remake. Because the the first movie is such a classic, yeah. you know, and it's like, like a you novelty. Could just bring that back out, you know. It's like a novelty. Well, it's hear, not I'm like not it was it. like a huge actors in it. Like Vanity was probably the most famous person in the fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh, man, it was just one of those novelty movies, like cult classics, man. Like you don't you don't fucking play with that. And then Samuel L. Jackson is like literally bigger than the movie, and then they're gonna fucking redo the movie. I like it. Jeez. Doom, 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 doom. With no van. You know, I listened to the soundtrack. <laughs> Thanks. The soundtrack came out on Motown. You can get the Last Dragon soundtrack to this day. It's amazing. It is. Um, I think we talked about it on a, a few, like some wild yeah, episodes. Yeah, you, you ago. especially did. I love that soundtrack. Yeah, she really expressed it. I grew up with it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I, it. When I'm back, when COVID is over and we go back to working out, I jog to the Last Dragon soundtrack. But you can't. All right, well, next time you jog him, listen to the Five Heartbeats, too. <laughs> I don't know about that. Five Heartbeats is incredible, man. I'm telling you, it's dog. Nobody should be in this. In this. But it, to run to? You don't think so, Tom? No, no, but to run to? Yeah. Baby, stop running. I need something faster. Yeah, I work, yeah. I work out to Rocky. Yeah, they, Rocky they got music. bangers, straight up bangers on that soundtrack. All right. I work out to Rocky too. Rock, Rocky uh, War by Vince DeCola, which I think is the theme from Rock. And my dad actually played that. We used to play it in the karate school. And I remember he used to say, like, why would they make such great music for such a bad movie? That was like one of his quotes. I think. Oh, my God. Well, that, we, maybe, maybe it wasn't. We disagree. Yeah, I would think Rocky is a bad movie. This is all makes sense, bro. I, I love Rocky. <laughs> How could Rocky be a good movie to him? It's a good movie to everybody he used, but, he but the, him. <laughs> yeah. He used to play that soundtrack like religiously. Like you would come to our house, and the Rocky soundtrack. It would be on the. I think he had it on vinyl. The, yeah, and he would just play the Rocky soundtrack loud as hell. He would be in. The, he would be somewhere doing something, and it was just like. like this guy. This guy can't even. This guy can't even fight. He doesn't even throw his punches right. But this string progression is just immaculate. I listen to that Couldn't soundtrack. Wrote it better myself. I think I remember him saying that. I listen to that soundtrack a couple times a week. I make my when I work out with the boys, I make them listen to it. They went over the top. They went over the top with the with the way they scored it. It was fantastic. Man. Who was that? Like Burt Backrock or somebody? Vince Vince DeCola. Oh, Vince DeCola. Vince DeCola. Yo. So he's the one who he's the one who wrote I don't know if he did that, but he the the music the music I'm talking about is from I think from Rocky Three. Oh, the, so, the Hulk Hogan one. Yeah, that was the Hulk Hogan. That was Mr. T. That one was bad. That was the worst of all of them. Rocky, Rocky <laughs> Four is the best one. <laughs> no, no. It was Rocky Four. Rocky Four, the Russian one. That's the good one. Ooh. Who, who did he Rocky fight in four? four? Oh, four. Did he even fight in four? Yeah, he fought the big Russian. Drago. Drago. Oh, Rocky. Dr- he Drago? That was Rocky Five. That was fantastic. And, and that, Rocky Four taught us a lesson. 
You know, I mean, we, we, we he what, did, what, what, what did Rocky? What was Rocky for? It was on Christmas Day. He fought in Russia. And remember, by the end of the fight. Oh, I thought that was Rocky Five. No, no, Rocky Five. No, Rocky Five is Tommy Gunn. Remember, he. Oh yeah. And that's a street fight. That wasn't even a uh, in a. He he. They fight in the street. Tommy Gunn. Yeah, it was a fantastic street fight. Oh, it was a great street. I fight. might have. But but Rocky Four is by far the best. This is it. Oh, yeah, Rocky Four yeah. was amazing. That Tommy Gunn, I tell you what, that guy's a real hooker. I'll tell you that. Woo! Great, great song. I just know that I'm bigger than him and I'm better than him. I just want my shot. I want my shot. You were running from me, bad boy. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the Five Nine, and Tom Frank. The Lupe and Royce Show is a production of Say What Media. Have you thought about hosting your own podcast but don't know where to start? Working with Say What Media is like having your own personal producer, editor, audio engineer, and distributor all in one place. From equipment recommendations to engineering and distribution, Say What Media handles the boring details so you can focus on saying interesting stuff. Get started at saywhat.media. You're listening to the Lupe and Royce Show with Lupe Fiasco, Royce the Five Nine, and Tom Frank. Anything else on the docket that we didn't uh, touch? We upon haven't. Tom, we haven't touched. We haven't touched anything yet. Well, we touched plenty of things. I, I wanted to get in. Well, let's do lightning round, I, man. I got spaghetti to I, make. I, I, I wanted to get into Hank Aaron died this week. That's kind of legendary. Rest in peace, Hank. Yeah. Rest in peace yeah. to the legend. Rest in peace, Hank. The guy who broke probably the biggest sports statistic in the world, and he, he hated it the entire time. Who hated it? He did. He, he was a, he was miserable. He was getting death threats. I think um, I read somewhere. Yeah. So, so hold on, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And this, I, I watched. They gave a eulogy of him as as well on Democracy okay. Now. Shout to Democracy on now. Hank Aaron. Uh, shout to, shout to Amy Goodman. Okay, they did. They did. They always do like the memorial at the mm-hmm. end, right? Of like who died and not. And she pitched it up, and I, I really kind of had a problem with this. And you're doing the same thing right now where it was like you bring up Hank Aaron, how great he was, how much of an impact Mm -hmm. he was. And then the sec, the total second half of the eulogy is how how racist the people were against him, how he got death threats, how he lived miserably, how he da 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 da. And I was like, why? Like, why don't you just talk about his great baseball career? And not to say that that stuff didn't happen. But it's like, that ain't the last thing I want to hear about Hank Aaron. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you bring up him passing, well, the next, very next thing, once you get through his accolades, is how shitty his life was. What like, is the stat? What is the stat? Even the counterpoint, though, What's is that? that he had to live through this. I mean, this guy broke Babe Ruth's record as the home run king. And the entire time he was doing it, as he kind of got closer and closer, I mean, he was getting, um, the, the stat was the U.S. Postal Service gave him the most mailed, uh, most mail to a civilian in the country, and it was exclusively hate mail. Well, I, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, he was fucking enjoying every second of motherfucking breaking them records. I don't know if he was. Take it from a record breaker. Even even when he hit the the, the breaking um, home run, there's a story from his. I hit that motherfucker. I hit that motherfucker and go sleep like a baby. Well, he hit it, and and <laughs> I mean, you guys remember this, right? When he was lapping third base and the people from the stands came running out at him and the, the, all his bodyguards immediately went to their guns because they thought they were coming 
to do something bad to him. And they ended up just coming and patting on the back. But all of the bodyguards talk about later, they were all ready to shoot. They thought these fans were coming out because of all the hatred that was going on. And, and white America did not want to see this black man break Babe Ruth's record, which was sacred. Well, they better get fucking used to it. It's, it's happening. Uh, it's it's here. been broke how many times since? It's kissing you right in the face now. Listen, man, Hank Aaron, rest in peace. Peace and condolences to the family. Um, a true American Absolutely. hero um, who did amazing, great things in his field and in his sport. And that's how he should be remembered. Tom, can you please get the rest of your list? Because I really want to go make some you spaghetti. Win. I'm I not trying to done. rush you. I think he's oh, done. No, I, I, I got a long way to go I'll, here. We got to get the Z. He wanted to point out that Hank Aaron died for a long time. We got two things that are very important. Two things that are very important. Number one. Shout to Hank Aaron. We got to get Zarko's review of the last episode. I, I thoroughly enjoy reading these. Man, listen. 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 You know what? You know what? Don't you know what? It. He puts you a lot of effort into this. He's a big fan. Listen, man. From Switzerland. You giving this man way too much shine. A, listen, little, way you making no, him I'm a celebrity. Making him a celebrity. He's going he's gonna to feel a certain way. He's going to feel like he can tell us no, what no, to no. do soon. And he I'm not here He's a very respectful person. Um, he even came back and, 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 and said that um, he thought the conversation that on the bars was, was excellent. Excellent. Oh, oh, oh. Last week. What did he expect it to be? He loved the, You're trying to create a satire with this guy. He, he loved the conversation on bars. He thought Lupe <laughs> has many, many lines with very deep meaning, and it's great to hear him break them down one by one. And for, Gee, what do you know? Yes. You learn something new every I, I didn't know you were that good with that pencil and that pen and Lupe fiasco. Hey, he's giving you a little props. You never know what happens. Royce, he thought you were... Yes, sir. Okay, what... what? what I'm, I'm going. Okay. You just, yes, sir. You were stalling, Tom. I don't listen, Tom. I don't mean to be on your head, but I'm just saying we need to get through this. I think Tom has a so question for me, Lupe. Uh, my, okay, hold on. It's your uh, review. It's Z's, Z's review of you. Uh, is what he's Royce, oh, was, hold on. What? Here we go. Get hold on. Oh, give a give us a second, Lou. Okay, go ahead, Tom. Royce, this is this is a great dynamic emerges when you when your talk time is very balanced. He loved how how participant you were in last week's conversation and you helped give very good direction in the episode um, he loved your explanation of the right bars and verses were very fascinating he thinks about the verses uh, fitting the feel of the song or that too much thought can kill the fill gives a new perspective so he thoroughly enjoyed that mm. <sighs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. T- tell him thank you thank you for those kind words yeah, thank sometimes you for those kind it's nice words. to hear yeah. On, on, those are those are those are real. Those are those are real. That's coming from a real place. Uh, I, I'm failing I on that. this note this week, but I manage this balance of the episode. You keep standing up for yourself, even though Lupe and Royce were giving you a very hard harder time than usual. Yo, for I example, didn't, I didn't give you a fucking listen. Wanna, now I'm gonna start cursing. Th- now I'm gonna listen. Now I'm gonna start. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Pause. Time. Time out. Now I'm gonna get into Z's uh, feelings. Oh. Right, this is the Lupe and Royce show. This isn't the Tom, Frank, and Lupe and Royce show. This is the Lupe and Royce show. Tom is a small supporting cast. The show is me and Royce. I think some. So I think he switched some shit around behind the scenes, Lou. It's the Lupe and Royce show with the pity with the Tom pity party. Hey, 
It is. This feeling like a Tom Frank pity I am party. just reading. Let's just call it the I pity reading party. reading the reviews. He also said. Well, we never, we literally. No, you read the reviews literally, that you picked. We literally never give you a hard time. What are you talking about? <laughs> never. <laughs> I'll end it with this. Uh, he wrote a very nice long statement about me, but I won't read it because it's the Lupe and Roy show. He, oh, you're going to read it. He did you're say Aquamistic. No, no. You're going to okay. finish. You're going to finish. start at the top. Tom, you managed the. F- no, nah, you're not starting at the top. We still, you know, we it was at it was at picking on Tom as usual, and pick up from that. We're For not going example, back. For the example, they didn't they didn't want time. to talk about the inauguration or even made fun of it. They also kept trolling you about your integrity. We just talked about the inauguration right but now. You we just some, Royce. Then we just talked about it right now. We literally just did the same thing. We didn't talk about it. Managed to get the show to. back on track <laughs> and find the balance when switching topics. That's fucking awesome. As huh? I said, wait, Tom. I apologize. Very, hey, Tom. Di- very I apologize. Go back to when very you said it. Not when you go back to where you said inauguration, and we didn't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm skipping over that point. As I said, spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. They are not giving you an easy time to host the show, but you keep letting them do what they do. You and in many times you even run. With Tom's it. not a host. And to me, Z, Tom let me explain is the this true to you. Z. Integrity of this Tom show. Tom Frank. Boom! <laughs> spaghetti, 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 spaghetti. Listen, ah! man, I think Z is getting something confused. Aquamistic was definitely one Tom. of the best shows to date. Let's just end it right there. What's the fan question? Because you know we love the fans. We love them. All of them. Especially we, love the fan. we love the fans who love us. The fans. Not the fans who love Tom more than us. <laughs> <laughs> what? The fuck? Why is that a thing? <laughs> the fan Tom, what's question, the which was sent by Z from his Reddit account about the show. Ah! He has a Reddit account. Ah! It's from Panda Bear, too cute for you, who asks, "What is your favorite?" I know Panda Bear. Shout to Panda Bear. She's, she she makes comments a lot. Um, what is your fan? Shout your Panda favorite Bear. fan experience, aka meet and greets. Clearly, Royce has a lot of these because there's pictures everywhere about his meet and greets. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't know that there were pictures everywhere. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see be, Zarko. You can't forget. You're gonna be sure to bring those to the Tom forefront. Tom picks on us. Tom picks on us too. He brings people on the on the on the show that are wearing fake merch <laughs> that expose my brother Royce mm-hmm. of his his past. And he just throws it in our face. So we subtly throw jabs back at Tom. Subtly? It's not, it's not a, we don't have a thing against Lupe, Tom, you, but I'm just you saying. You got to let him know. You got to let him know that it's not really my past. Like, he's making up. He's making it up. It's not really my past. I don't, no, it's, I don't it's really have, your past. I didn't have, I didn't wear a flash shirt. No, it's real. <laughs> and I don't write my it's raps real. around skulls. Okay. This is an attack. This is a smear campaign. This is an attack on my care. What kind of candles are those, man? I don't know. That's a that's quite a scene, though. <laughs> no, man. Nope. Look, Sorry my favorite, that. my favorite meet and greet story. Okay, my favorite meet and greet story. I don't know if I have a favorite. Oh no, no. My favorite meet and greet story is this. Shout out to my shout out to my big bro, Ivan Jasper. Representing that good music thing. Uh, he's one of the greatest barbers in the history of hip hop. 
um, an amazing skateboarder and just a fashionista. So much I had to drop him in a song, right? Fly is Ivan Jasper, right? I did a meet and greet in Chicago at this place. I think it was called The Basement. Um, I don't think it's there anymore, but it was like this hip-hop shop whole thing. Did a meet and greet there. I can't remember for which album. It might have been The Cool. It was a line wrapped around the block. And this this woman walks up. This little old lady walks Not little old lady, but this little woman walks up. And she's got on like a full-on like overall, like Carhartt overall outfit. Like because it was super cold outside. And uh, I was like, yo, what's up? Right? Imagine that you got all these young fans. And it's like this grown woman walks up. And uh, she was like, I'm, I, I'm, Mrs., I'm Miss, Mrs. Jasper. I'm Ivan's mother. Mm-hmm. So Ivan's mom was such a fan. She stood in line. I was like, why are you standing in line? You could have just came up and walked into you. Are you hip-hop mama? So, you know, again, hip-hop moms are probably some of the most coveted um, women in the world. Mile flex, I mean, mile flex. moms better than anybody. Mile flex, right? mile flex, mile Woo. flex. I got one. So I was like, you could have came in, but... But to know she stood in line and came in and it was Ivan Jass's mom. That's that was my cool. favorite meet and greet. I got one, and it's not going to be me talking down on everyone. How about this one? Mm-hmm. So I push my meet and greet to the, to the end of the show. Keno hates when I do that, but I, don't, I hate Keno, so it all goes together, right? I moved my meet and greet to after the show because I was getting to the show late. So um, after we finished the show, there was a very, very drunk, 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 super, super drunk gentleman in the line and when i noticed he was drunk we were in the back of the venue somehow we were we were talking and um he was with a girl th- that was talking to me and i just was i was talking to him and i, I started just to, to just notice i was kind of like triggered by his behavior because it just hit so close to home so it's like we were talking and he started talking about his car i was like Oh, you drove? And he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, I drove. And he kept pointing at his car. He was driving like a fucking like Camaro or some shit. He was driving some shit with like some Hemis under the hood. You know what I mean? So I was talking to him. And then I, I, I got him to like toss me the keys. So I'm like talking to him. I got his keys. So then I hid his keys. Right? And then I somehow figured out a way to use these smarts up here. These smarts up here. And put him in an Uber. And this girl. And I put them in an Uber and I sent them home. And I gave his girl his keys. And I said, if you give him these fucking keys, y'all can fucking die tonight, all right? So they made it home safe. And they ended up hitting me on the DM thanking me for my concern and my heroic effort. And they were white. Man. I thought Tom. I thought you were gonna say that you gave him a ride home, but this that's equally. Good. Well, you know, if, if I wasn't I wasn't in Detroit. I would have oh, gave him a ride. Right, I'm in Detroit. All right. I definitely would have gave him a ride. You know what, yeah. Tom? You know, Tom, that was really heroic. That sounds like something that the Flash would do. Dude, were you wearing your Flash yeah. shirt when this happened? If I had a Flash shirt, I probably would have wore it. <laughs> Yo, this is Lupe Fiasco, and I I punctured my yoga ball with my sword the other day. Cause that's how I get out. Now this is Royce the five nine, and um, I cannot top that because I I don't I don't have a yoga ball, I don't have a sword, and I haven't punctured anything in, in, in quite some time. <laughs> what you got, Tom? And this is Tom Frank. <laughs> Happy fifty sixth birthday to the legendary DJ Jazzy Jeff this week. Yes. Kick, kick, kick.
That's our show for the week. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe or follow. Leave us a review and tell your friends to listen. The Lupe and Royce Show is a production of Say What Media. It's recorded and mixed by Claude Jennings. Our head writer is Lauren Sloat. I'm Tom Frank. And our theme music is by, who else? Lupe Fiasco and Royce the 5'9". 